Welcome to the Snowboarding Podcast, All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding. I'm Chris Rogers. And I'm Nick Alfieri. This is the podcast where myself and Chris talk about all the life lessons we've learned from snowboarding, not just the good ones, but some of the struggles we've had along the way. So please stay tuned for this week's episode. All right. Welcome to this week's episode. We're back, Nick. I know. We're back. We're finally getting this online meeting thing figured out. And uh, this week, we're going to jump into a little bit of a season recap, talk about our last few days, weeks on snow, as well as uh, some silver linings and what we've learned about ourselves and learned from snowboarding and even not snowboarding in our time in quarantine. Yeah, it's been cool talking with some of the people from uh, from snowboarding and talking about silver linings. There's even a thread in a group that you and I are both in about, hey, what are silver linings of the quarantine for you? And trying to stay positive because you can get a little depressed and sad during these times so i think that'll be that'll be good yeah yeah well jumping into a a bit of a season wrap-up what was it like for you the the last week on snow obviously we didn't know that we were about to get shut down and you know things were going to go this way what was your last week on snow like my last week on snow well it was funny because i didn't know it was going to be the last week on snow i feel like i would have taken better advantage of it had i known but my last week on snow, I actually ended up with some time off. So it worked out pretty well that I ended up just going snowboarding with me and my girlfriend and just being able to ride for myself and some time by myself to just go snowboard and try to reconnect with why I love snowboarding again. So my, my last time, it, it worked out okay, better than some, I think. What, what about you? I, I remember those last couple of weeks being kind of interesting. Like we were all together. The snowboard team was all together at Vail for the U S open, which we now know was probably one of the major vectors that brought the coronavirus into Eagle County and in Colorado was, was the, the international travel and, and all the visitors coming in for the Burton U S open that, that probably contributed to right. why I got so big. But then that week that, that closing, like the week that we ended up closing, we, like I remember every day the guests that I was working with, like it was a conversation, like, you know, you were starting to see it surge in other countries and this is, you know, in, in early March. And so it was something everyone talked about every day, but we weren't seeing like an immediate impact here yet. And so that last day on snow, I, I remember I wrapped up a little bit early with a guest. I actually went and got to make a couple laps for myself. You know, sometimes that happens at the end of the day, you wrap up with a guest and I just did a couple park laps and, and I've been working on a couple tricks this year, getting more comfortable with some old tricks and um, made a couple laps for myself and, and called it a day. And I remember just like loading stuff into the locker and it was an awesome day with this guest and we actually rolled for three, three more days. Uh, and so I like, I put everything in my locker thinking I was going to be back the next day. And, you know, and then obviously things ended up how they, how they have. And it's funny thinking back to that and kind of like how innocent we were at, at, to an extent. Yeah. I don't, it's not really the right word, but kind of the right concept of like, we had no idea what was going on, how, how easily it was spread, you know, the, the asymptomatic carriers, like yeah. how, how much risk we were at. I didn't take it seriously. Like you said, it was something I talked about. I was like, oh, this is going on. This is going on. But I did not, I I, I didn't think seriously about it. I didn't think we'd be where we were now, right now, if I would have thought back about it. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of strange that, that we're, we're here now. And I mean, obviously crazy times. And like, we both live, anyone who listens to this podcast probably lives in somewhat of a tourist zone. And 
kind of how serious it is for those of us that live in the tourist zones because we have so many people traveling in and out internationally to the ski resorts like just kind of a, a hotbed for this type of stuff. So yeah, I definitely didn't take it seriously. It's, it's been a pretty big eye opener for me about what, what can happen. Yeah. I mean, you think about the number of times, I mean, how many times were you, did you have some kind of cold between November and March this year? Yeah. Yeah. I know. And the crazy thing is, don't, don't you question, are you like, did I get it? Am I yeah. just one of the people that doesn't have very bad symptoms and maybe I had it already? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, I can't wait for that, for the antibody testing to become more, more um, accessible. Cause I'm, I'm really curious if I had it like, yeah, that's, I'm, you know, and that's part of living in a, in a industry like we do is we we're constantly like the flu season is bad for us. We get a lot of colds through the year. You're, you know, you're dealing with kids and you're dealing with tourists all the time. Like we get sick through the winter. So there's, it's really hard to know if we were like had that or just a normal cold. Yeah. Isn't it funny? You kind of speculate. I think Brennan Metzler had it. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but like kind of right before, like, like when all this stuff was just starting to hit, he got a really bad cold and had to like leave early from some events and stuff like that. And I'm just like playing back in my mind, like all the different people that were sick. The last time I was sick, like I got sick when I was in China in late December and when I was over there doing work and I was like, did I have it? Like, I'm just, I'm, it's such a weird thing, like a virus is so scary because you can't see it and you don't know. And this one, especially the fact that it affects people so differently and you know, you can be asymptomatic or, or I hear stories of people who you're like, Oh, well maybe it affects older people versus younger people. And there's stories of people, you know, in their thirties having really bad symptoms and having issues and having to go to the hospital and the, the whole virus thing, this feels very weird to me. I never, I, I mean, I've been, we've been lucky enough to live in like a honeymoon period of time and a honeymoon place where we get to do all these amazing things. And I, I never really felt like I seriously, and I probably still don't even right now, but I never felt like I grasped as well as I do now what a virus might look like and how weird it is because you can't see it and you don't know when it's coming and when it's going to hit and the effects it's going to have. It just feels so strange. Yeah. No, it's something you just said that the whole thing about how, you know, affecting people in, the, in their thirties, like I know people in Eagle County here who have been extremely sick and on vent ventilators. And, you know, that's, that's one of those things I don't think we took very seriously as healthy, active, you know, 20, 30, 40 year olds in our industry that like you just kind of know that, well, yeah, I might get sick, but it's just not going to be that, that bad. And then ha aftermath, seeing people our age who have been extremely ill from it, it's, it's scary. And yeah, we like, we, we know people that have been sick, like we, our teammates and our friends and, and ourselves work in China and all over the world. Like it's, it's been, like you said, a very, very big eye opener in terms of the possible effect and, and the drastic effect. And, you know, and then the, the actual day-to-day -day result for us is our season was cut short by over a month. I mean, our closing day would have been in four days here at Vail and, you know, similar over there in, in Summit County, although Breck usually stays a little op open a little later. But, you know, a full month early for our season has been a pretty dramatic change to our lives. Overall, how was your season? I know it ended early, but what you know what were the highlights the lowlights of your last season 
Man, my, my season was awesome, Nick. And, and, you know, we talked, we doing the review last week of, of our, of our previous 25 episodes. Um, just thinking back to where I was at when we started our, the show and, and, you know, being down in New Zealand and being back teaching. And, and for me, that just pretty big shift into the, the getting back to the root of it. I, you know, I had so many conversations with people this winter who had never trained with me as a clinician. They, they'd been in exams with me, but had never had opportunities to train with me. And it was such a, a eye opener to me that like how long I'd been out of the kind of the actual training and development world and, and been in that management world or in that examiner world. And, and I just, and I ate up every minute of it, getting to travel, getting to lead clinics and training and getting to teach and be on the front lines. Like it was, it was such a good season for me. I felt like my, my writing progressed. I felt like I was kind of back in my, my zone, back in my roots teaching. And I, I felt like I got better as a teacher again, which was exciting. I, I skied a bit this winter and, and worked on ski progressions and, um, you know, just, it was like a, it was a really good feeling of, of progression for, for me this year. And, and so cutting it short, it's definitely uh it, it was, it's sad, but I don't have any regrets for how this season went. It was an, an awesome season for me personally. But dude, what I about saw you? That, well, well, before we move on to me, dude, I saw that stuff in you. Like I saw your riding, like your riding's always been, you've always been a good snowboarder ever since we've known each other but your riding hit a different level this year where i watched your confidence go up and obviously some of that was due to like the new zealand season and then coming in having taught in new zealand and straight into this season teaching and training again um i i i saw i saw your love for it like getting out to actually lead clinics i felt like the times i got to work with you like your clinic leading was was really on point and it, dude, I saw it in you and I saw your like fire and drive to be involved and just loving what you were doing. And that was awesome, man. Like just, just from my outside perspective. And I even, I even talked, had conversations with other people about it, you know, even, even Tony and I said a couple times, we were like, wow, Chris's riding has gone so, so much above where where it was just in like confidence and crispness and cleanliness especially in the freestyle zone and i know that's a you used to do a lot of that and then you felt like you kind of got pulled away from that over the years but dude that it was awesome to see man like good stuff dude really good job dude that that means a lot thank, thank you nick and yeah, you know you also did see me with confidence put my face straight into the snow during the <laughs> team training i did that was, that was a <laughs> yeah. good one that was a good one. I, <laughs> yeah. You know, and on, on that note, though, like, yeah, I rang my bell harder this year than I had in a couple couple of seasons, and that feels good too. I mean, not at the in the moment, but like, man, progression, progress, pushing yourself, and you know, and finding your limits again, and that 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 has some negative consequences too. But yeah, I had a great season, dude. Ringing your bell, I I remember being like eighteen years old, and you'd like take a slam, and you'd be like, yeah. Yep, I'm I'm all right. Yep, I I I can I can keep going. Just give me a minute, and then you're kind of back into it, and you're pushing yourself again, dude. I take a slam now. I'm like, I'm done for the day. Yep, done, done. Where's the beer? I'm I'm out of here. I can't I can't. Someone like I'm scared of falling more. Like taking a hard slam where you like where your whole body aches and you like your neck, you get whiplash and all the winds knocked out of you. And you're like, Oh, did I break a rib? Did I do like, you know, that, Oh man, it's, and that's the, that's the balance between pushing yourself and like getting that confidence back. Cause you're going to take a few slams every now and then. Yeah. 
all of those feelings, that one, especially being at mid at mid season training with, you know, some of my best friends and, and peers on the team. And, uh, it was just like a little, little, uh, barrel and I, I went over the nose on a, on a nose press and straight to the face like didn't get my hands up nothing <laughs> and I remember that yeah. like everything you were just talking about you're like no I'm good I'm good and like all you guys are like oh are you all right and you're like yeah of course I'm all right but like no I'm not but I'm just gonna pretend that I am and like yeah. right away get your breath yeah, yeah. That. That, was good. Mm-hmm. that was a good day yeah but, uh, absolutely back to the other question I really appreciate that Nick I mean it means a lot coming coming from you. I, I look up to you in the riding realm a lot so that that means a lot yeah. um no worries what what do you see coming out of the season like what was your what's your takeaway there well my takeaway is in in short i'll work backwards my takeaway is don't overdo it um overdo it in working too much overdo it in riding too much uh this season was real strange for me like had some some real high highs and some real low lows and i before before any of the um, Corona stuff hit, I, I had taken a bunch of time off just to like, Hey, like I canceled a bunch of my work commitments. Cause I was like, Hey, I need to focus on myself right now. I'm really not enjoying snowboarding. I'm really not enjoying being a clinic leader. I'm not really enjoying being an examiner and the product I'm putting out on the snow is suffering for that sometimes, you know? And so, so it was a real sharp, like, okay, like I need to, I need to get straight. And I think, doing back-to-back winners over the last four years and just pushing really hard in both hemispheres. And like, I haven't really taught, like really taught snowboarding full time in four years, you know, like it's, it's just trying to take a step back and try to figure out why I enjoy this, why I, why, what, how involved I want to be. And so this season, it actually ended on a really good note because I took that time off and I started to reconnect with, with some of the things I loved. But yeah, this, this season, like looking back on it, there were times when it was, when it was really awesome. And then there were times where I was like, oh man, I think I'm overdoing it right now. And I'm just not not operating at full capacity. So the the silver lining for me out of that that season is like it's like it's like when you're walking a dog and and the dog stops and it's and it's it's sniffing something and you're you got the leash and you're like you give it just a couple gentle tugs you're like come on come on time, time to go. I feel like I've been getting that tug for about a year or so like ooh like I don't know I don't quite have the shine um or I don't quite have the desire to be to be here as much as I used to. And then, and then eventually the tug's like, okay, come on, come on, seriously, it's time to go. And you tug a little bit harder and it doesn't go. And then eventually you're just like, okay, we're going. And you walk away and you pull the dog away. You're like, okay, <laughs> we're walking away. And I feel like at the end of this season, I finally got that like, okay, we're walking away. And it was like a couple instances where I was like, man, I'm really not having a good time. I'm really not enjoying what I'm doing. And I just got that like, okay, and you're moving on now. And so it was like kind of like a big ups, not upset, but like a big, a lot of people didn't know I was going to pull the plug that quick on like some work commitments to like, just kind of reevaluate myself and try to connect with snowboarding again. But yeah, so I guess the season overall was like highs and lows. Like I'm so happy with the result of it. And, and I, I'm so glad that I'm where I am now, but it took a little bit to get there. It's, it's cool hearing you reflect on that. And I really like your analogy of the, of the dog on the rope. Cause, cause what I saw was, you know, we, we did our episode on burnout uh, this, 
last fall yeah. and you were feeling that burnout in New Zealand and you, you ended up leaving New Zealand a little bit early, you, you know, and you had a couple months of downtime when I got back to, to the U S and we went and did a day at Keystone and you were on fire. Like just riding with you was so inspiring and, and you were just in love with snowboarding and, and it was yeah. such like that two month break you took had reinvigorated you, but it's like, it wasn't enough time or then you dove back in too strong again in November, December, January, kind of, you, you ended up flirting with that burnout again a little bit and yeah. And then taking that time off and it's just watching you navigate that and, and hearing that you kind of got to a point where you were in a good place at the end of the season. That, that, that feels good to me just hearing you say that. Yeah. And yeah, thanks man. It's, 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 it's funny. Like when I, when I pulled the plug to kind of like cancel all my work commitments and just take some time to kind of focus on me and what I wanted to do. Um, I I thought I was going to be really bummed out, but it just felt good. It just felt good. And I was really, I was really happy to just feel good about that. Um, and so like silver linings of quarantine, one of the things for, for me is like getting to focus on like snowboarding has been my life for ever. Like it's the only, like for a long time now. And so not being able to snowboard, all the resorts being closed, getting back into old hobbies has been awesome. Like trying to find like you, I think it was you who told me like, dude, like you're having trouble, like being motivated, like go ski, like go challenge yourself. And I've been challenging myself. Obviously I can't ski, but I thought it was good advice you told me, which was go challenge yourself with something you're not that good at. And I've been trying to do that with, with, you know, like, like all kinds of different stuff. But, but probably the, the obvious thing for me is like, I've gotten back into fly fishing. I haven't fly fished for about four years. I used to do it for a while before that. And I've gotten back in and I've been able to like dive in head, head strong and like really just like, kind of try to get back involved again and that's really challenging and it's been awesome to feel like I'm not good at something <laughs> and be frustrated and like work through stuff and it's been it's been so good to have that feeling again where I'm the novice and I get to go to other people or watch videos for information or something like that rather than feeling like I'm the person who other people are coming to to get information and 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 I have to teach or, or explain or be the one to guide someone. I feel like it's so refreshing to be guided. You know, it's awesome. Yeah. That being in that place where you don't have the answer key is so refreshing. And, and whether that's, whether that's a new sport or just reading a new book or, or getting in somewhere, somewhere, you know, getting into a conversation that you don't know the ending to, you know, like that, that value of being a first timer of, of, of learning something new is, is so important for what we do as teachers. And I think, you know, it's, it's something we seek to do as, as, as good instructors is to be lifelong learners. And, and when you're in that place where you feel like you have all the answers all the time, it can be super demotivating and very um, just status quo, very, very stagnant. And, and so I think, you know, watching you, you know, now we're on zoom calls about snowboarding and you're, and you're tying flies and, <laughs> right. Like you're so fired up and it's so cool to see that passion. I think that's what so many people need is, is to find other hobbies, right? Like to not let the one hobby take over everything. Right. Right. Exactly. And it's so, it's felt so good to have like a, a, a new hobby or new in a sense that I'm like getting back into it and I'm, and I'm going beyond where I was, 
but just being like so immersed in it and just there's so much I don't know, you know, just there's, there's so much I don't know. And that is just the best feeling ever, you know? So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been really awesome. So I can't wait for this quarantine thing to be over and then you come fly fishing. I dude, I can't wait to come fly, fly fishing with you. Amazon delivered my, my fly and I'm my, my whole rig and I'm ready to come, come fly fish with you as soon as, as soon as we're allowed to. Yeah, dude. You know, Figure it out, dude. It's going to be awesome. We try to put you on some fish. It's going to be a good time. Something you just said is, uh, it just re- reminded me of something, you know, one of the things I- I've learned a lot of models because of snowboarding you talk about the topic of our show, but Johari's window is one that I was absolutely exposed to because of the snowboard industry. And yeah. you think, think about like the, the known known and the unknown unknown, and then the known unknown and the unknown known. Right. Um, and, and just, you know, to, to what we were talking about, like being in that unknown unknown, like I don't know what I don't know. Yeah, is, that's that zone where like being vulnerable, being uncomfortable, not knowing what you're doing, the fear of looking dumb or like not knowing what you're doing pops in like all of those feelings that discomfort is such an important place to be as educators. It's important to put ourselves there. And dude, I can't wait to come look like a fool with a fly rod with you. Dude, I'll be looking like a fool too, so <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> You'll be in good company. You'll be in really good company. But what about what about for you? I mean, is there any silver linings of quarantine life? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's such an anticlimactic season, like looking forward to closing day and to all of the events that we had, we've got the big Rocky mountain season. I think we've talked about this before, but like the, you know, there's the last week of exams and spring fling. And then we go into like the national events, national Academy. And then for some of us team selections and and trying out for another, another four years on the team, like all of that was, was so anticlimactic, not having that. You're just building up, building up, building up all season, getting ready for these end of season events and then just having the rug pulled out from under you. And it, it took me a little, a little while to, to get past the, that initial shock and like depression, disappointment, you know, like understanding what's going on. And the last couple of weeks have been awesome. Like the silver lining for me is catching up on, on projects, um, catching up on staying in touch with people. Like we've talked a couple of times now about, about, um, uh, our, our friend KC and, and the message he sends out to everyone, Hey, it's snowboard season. I'm like, I'll talk to you in the spring. Yeah. Well, all that came early. Right. So like talking with folks, talking with friends, um, the zoom calls, the tech talks, I, I personally, it's felt very rewarding to me as, as someone who's been kind of preaching this digital education, um, platform as an, as an option, not that it's going to replace what we do on snow, but that it's a great complement to it. And, you know, if, if two years ago you'd said, Hey, let's all get together and, and work on this project. And in this, you know, snowboard fundamental idea on a, on a video chat, like the reception would not have been that possible positive. And now right. we've got people getting together on, on zooms for happy hours. We've got tech talks going on. We've got committee meetings happening. Um, I, I just, uh, uh, what was it? Monday, Tuesday recorded, a a demo movement analysis script with another examiner over, over zoom. So we recorded like, it's just got a draft, but something will release to membership eventually of like examiners doing movement analysis and talking our way through it. Like these things that have been possible technology wise, these have been possible for the last five years, but the buy-in hasn't been there. And, and I'm sure we'll see a decrease as things go back to normal. People aren't going to do this as much, but, but people have the software installed. They have the accounts now they have, that the awareness of the value and there's been membership that have wanted this, right? Like online clinics that, you know, you're injured 
you want that ability to stay in touch with people. I see some of this continuing on in a much lower density, maybe a lower frequency, but the, the silver lining to me is it's proved the viability of digital communication for our niche. And I think that will continue on um, and create some new opportunities to stay in touch with snowboarders all over the world. Yeah, you've done a really good job of taking advantage of this platform and kind of like the whole I'm not I'm not there but we can do a video conference thing. I know you've done stuff with with Intermountain and Central and Northwestern. I think you got stuff coming up. You're involved in something I saw, but but yeah, man, I think that's 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 awesome, man. That's been really cool and it's kind of exciting like you're like bummer that this is how it had to happen, but that that there's a awakening or like an awareness of hey there's all there's this like missed opportunity in digital digital media or like digital teaching you know like a lot of colleges are doing digital classes and things like that you know and it's it's crazy man like i wonder how much how much of this is going to stick you know hopefully hopefully we get to keep some of it after all this is over you know and get to be even more productive yeah, I think I think the opportunity to create a national community is something you know for snowboard instructors is something that we've had the the possibility but not the motivation to do. And now that it's there, I think it'll pay dividends moving forward. And and um, yeah, I'm hopeful that we maintain some of it. It's it's funny because a little bit of it was it was a little bit scary uh, to be honest. Like uh, is something that you know one of my team selections presentations was on four years ago was the possibility of digital education it, it's been something i've presented on before of of the the digitization of, of education and there's a little bit of a like uh put your money where your mouth is moment <laughs> yeah you know like like sure. are people really gonna buy in like is this something that's gonna happen or like now there's no barrier Whereas before there was this barrier of like, well, I'd rather take a clinic in person than, than online. And so now it was like, um, you know, not, not just for me, but for all of our top educators, like, well, the onus is on us now to actually provide what I've thought is possible of, of some engaging, you know, valuable presentations online that, that, that I think has actually been going well. I mean, the stuff that I've been attending has been awesome. The, the Ted talks and like little, you know, ski talks tech, talks, whatever you want to call them that people have been putting on, like there's value in that, that I would attend year round a couple times a month. And, right. and I hope that that's something that, that builds. Cause there, that's something that we've never tapped. I mean, right. We shut down for the summertime. We don't do anything, do we? No. And so how do you keep membership and people engaged in the summertime? You know, there's gotta be some sort of digital way. And like, obviously some, some people do like, I know Rocky mountain where we are, they do like a mountain bike clinic. And Western does this like awesome surf camp. And, but there's this whole opportunity with the digital, digital stuff, which could be so cool. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. And that's, it's like you said, yeah, put your money where your mouth is. It's been cool to see you execute that. It's been, it's been fun. And, and I've just, I've been loving learning from other people and like seeing how other people present online. And, you know, there's, it's such a, it's so funny because for as much as it has existed, like people have done webinars for years, right? People have done meetings online for years, but all of a sudden you have a, a hundred time increase in the number of people doing it, which means more opportunities to share best practices, to learn from other people. Like I've learned so much about how to present effectively 
in a digital format over the last two weeks. And, you know, again, being, being that life learner, long learner role, I, I, I've had fun presenting a couple times, but I've learned so much more from, from watching other people present and being like, Oh, I'm going to steal that next time I present, I'm going to steal that. Like, Oh, what a great way to, to engage the group or to set the tone at the beginning, like just watching how other people present. That wasn't something we really had the opportunity to, to do in the, in the, in the same quantity before. Yeah. And it's going to take a whole new skill. Like people are going to have to relearn how to present in a way that is, is good for being online. You know, like we have all these things we lean on when we're in person, but it's, it's a different skill set presenting online. And you know, the stuff from what I've seen is the people who are dialed and who actually like, Hey, like, okay, I have this graph and I'm going to share this now. And then that moves into this and you're doing a lot of like screen sharing and really putting stuff together. That, that seems like the stuff to me that, that, um, is going to make it successful. Well, and, and, and I mean, just, just riffing on this, imagine like you're headed out to Northern Rocky to do a clinic at big sky and you know, you're going to have these, like, you're going to be working with the big sky ski and snowboard school. And you send a message to them and say, Hey, I get there Friday night, this Monday, let's, um, like the, the Monday before jump on this zoom call with me. If you think you're going to be sliding with me and let's talk through some of these concepts and you talk about like priming people for learning. You know, we do these things when we're teaching snowboarding or working with our guests where, you know, you might be emailing back and forth. You might have some kind of pre-communication, but this creates this opportunity, whether it's with a guest or with a clinic group that you're working with to start like trickling in some of that information so you don't show up on on day one of your three days in northern rocky to say all right these are the six snowboard fundamentals and let's jump into these you did that a week ago over right. a 30 minute zoom call and now you hit the ground and it's like hey remember these we're, we're going to review these but we've already touched on them we're going to jump right into putting them in into action and like i think there's so much opportunity to take this forward both with guests, but, but especially with, with our instructors in clinics as, mm-hmm. as an opportunity to do some pre-learning. Cool. All thanks to coronavirus. Silver linings, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Silver linings, dude. Dude. Well, I think this has been great. This has been good. Yeah. You know, other silver lining is like all of the things on the back burner to do list, like figuring out how to do podcasts remotely. Yep. This has been a good time for whether it's like I knocked out a closet and, and drywall and like did some drywall patching or, you know, doing that spring cleaning. But for us, like getting this figured out, this has been a huge, a huge piece of uh, coronavirus spring uh, uh, silver lining. In my yeah. Mind. Coronavirus hashtag coronavirus silver linings. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. All right, dude. Well, well, this has been awesome. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, as always connect with us on our social media channels and that, or email us if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. Yeah. Jump on our Facebook page and uh, look for the post about this, this episode and then share your silver linings. We'd love to hear what, what you've gotten uh, kind of the benefits you've found out of this, this time period. All I Really Need to Know I Learned from Snowboarding is a podcast by me, Nick Alfieri. And me, Chris Rogers. If you have thoughts on this week's episode, we'd love to hear from you. You can continue the conversation with us and other listeners on our Facebook page. You can also email us questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to discuss at our email address, learnedfromsnowboarding at gmail.com. If you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe, write a review, and help others find our show. Thanks for listening.